It's time to swing into the golf world of today. I don't think I've had this much fun on a golf show. The Pro Show with Keith Stewart, sponsored by TaylorMade. Terrific voice, and you have enthusiasm. Now your host, the director of fun. Give me that guy all day. He's the best. Keith Stewart. Good afternoon and welcome to The Pro Show. I'm your host, Keith Stewart. Thank you for tuning in to ESPN 920. Well, the PGA Tour is in Vegas for the Shriners Children's Open. The LPGA is north of Los Angeles for the Metaheel Championship. The Live Tour is in Bangkok. So, Wade, you can insert your own Bryson or Brooks joke there. And, um, well, we've got this awesome PGA leader this afternoon. I'm fired up. Are you? Well... Hit the volume. Let's find a way to get golf's most entertaining hour started. Can't stop addicted to the shindig. Chop top, he says I'm gonna win big. Choose not to like of imitation. Just get close into All right, Mr. Wade Weezer, good afternoon this Friday. Yeah. Good afternoon. You awesome know, Friday afternoon. You got a little extra mustard today, huh? Oh man. There's a lot of things going on right now in my mind. Um, first and foremost. You can see what I'm wearing this afternoon in your honor. I do. Thank you. I have the captain on. I have my New York Yankees away Jeter jersey. And uh, Tuesday is lining up to be one of those days where don't call me, don't bother me, don't do anything. <laughs> don't any Nothing after 7 p.m. is going to happen in cool. my household because not only will the Yankees start their playoff run towards another world championship, right. of course. Chalk it up. Lock it up right now, right? Don't drink but, it. Tuesday is also the opening of the Rangers. Yeah. New York Rangers. This season. is a great year. This is a great time of year for sports. Oh. This, this is it right here. Oh, my goodness. I mean, like the worst is like like February, right after the Super Bowl, I guess. I mean, honestly, for me, at least it's only like 28 days. We should just absorb February. It's such a miserable month. There's no sun. It's always cold. The weather's awful. Right. Take 14 days and put it in January and 14 and put it in March. Boom. And then what you would do is that by the time you hit March 15th, you're like, wow. We're almost to April. I love that. You know? I'm Keith Stewart, and I approve of this message. Yeah. Yeah. Sure thing. Sure thing. And I'm also fired up because our guest this afternoon, Laura Frick, who's from the PGA of America, uh, the PGA Junior League National Championships being played out in Scottsdale, Arizona right now at Greyhawk. And she's calling and, you know, reporting to us live from the event that she happens to be running. So uh, I don't know how much you're going to have to pay her for this spot, but yeah. um, it's going to be great. Uh, she's just She's just, uh, you know, she's like a bottle rocket, man. Just lighter and she takes off. I mean, it's awesome. She's she's amazing. And you know who else is amazing? These people that play golf on the PGA and LPGA tour. I'll tell you right now, it's 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 pretty unfathomable how good they are at this game because you look at these leaderboards, and I know, you know, the, the, annually the Shriners Children's Open out there in Vegas is a birdie fest. But I mean, come on, first round leader Tom Hoagie, eight under sixty three yesterday. Two guys tied at second. Siwoo Kim, Mav McNeely, 64s at seven under. You got another like 100 guys tied at fourth um, at six under, 65. Actually, it's just seven of them. Sung Im's there. Tom Kim is there. You know, the President's Cup stars. But overall, we got 97 guys out of 144 under par. Wow. So, I mean... Go low or go home. You know, some of the notables, you, everybody's favorite, Max Homa, shot four under. Patrick Cantley, um, early tournament favorite. He shot four under. Ricky Fowler was even under par. I mean, go figure. Um, they, they made so many birdies yesterday that they had to suspend play last night due to darkness. And I'm thinking to myself, you guys have three extra hours to get this done, and you can't That's get right. it done? You have three extra hours. Unbelievable. All right. And then we'll go a little further west. 
uh, to the LPGA MediHeal Championship. Now, I didn't know what MediHeal was, although it sounds like something you and I would need yeah, on like, a, like yeah, a Monday morning. Absolutely. <laughs> so MediHeal um, is a company, and they make these um, really like technologically, technologically advanced. Yeah, strike that, reverse it. Um, masks that you put on, and they rejuvenate your face and your skin okay. and everything. Yes. And the, the trophy is kind of this weird Phantom of the Opera thing where like it's this big like mask, and on top of it is like this mask yeah it's like a cross between like friday the 13th and phantom of the opera i don't know you'll see it on oh, sunday right. it, it is what it is i'm but, a little scared uh, what i'm seeing there also are low scores and it's a new course so it's like it's not even like they know this place um this championship is in its fourth edition the first three years were played up in the san francisco bay area at a place called lake merced golf club but this time they're down just north of la and i really love this golf course when i was looking into it for read the line the satikoy club it's on a ridge, mountain range, kind of L.A., cool vibe yep. sort of thing. Um, Jody Ewert Shadoff is 8-under 64. She's your first-round leader. A couple tied at 6-under, um, 66. And then we had three tied at fourth with Athia Thetakul, who is your highest-ranked player in the field. I think she's up to third now in the world. And uh, Danielle Kang, Paul Arito. Um, Danielle Kang, read the line. Just saying. Um <laughs> We got, you know, I picked four outrights for the tournament, and they're all in the top seventeen. So is that right? Yeah. So get the cash money, um, hot button ready know, for next week. For I could it. feel it. I could feel it. It'll be loaded by next week. Speaking of hot buttons, let's talk about Live for a second. They're in Bangkok, mm -hmm. and um, I'm not even sure what time it is. But when I looked up the scores this morning, they had already played the Friday <laughs> round. So I'm pretty sure it's three p.m. Tuesday right now. <laughs> exactly. So this thing's over. Oh, yeah. But we don't over. know. Yeah. Neither does Greg Norman. Um, but uh, first place, there was three guys. They were seven under. I, we, we report the, the golf news here, folks. Um, and uh, <laughs> the, the leader is uh, Eugenio Lopez Chacacara. <laughs> yeah. Chacacara. Brandon Chukacara. Grace Chukacara. and uh, Richard Bland. The whole thing's kind of bland. Uh, Brooks is there. I guess he shot five under. Uh, Patrick Reed and Sergio four under. Phil shot under par. This time. Really? Yeah, in Bangkok, yes. <laughs> Thailand. There must be things going on over there to have Phil very excited. He One shot three under in Bangkok. Par. Yes, exactly. Bryson's three under. Uh, we got more stories about Bryson today. Why, why wouldn't we? DJ's two under. Um, you know, it's th these guys, they, they crack me up, man. I, I got to talk about this for a second, but they're still in a hunt for official world golf ranking points, right? Yep, yep, so yep, yep, yep. This, sure. is the, this has been their latest ploy to try to get this global institution that is the official world golf ranking system that i think has something like 30 plus tours okay. that are all sanctioned and follow rules and guidelines sure. and everything well lives there lives here now okay and and we need points because we probably pro promised this to like the brooks's and the bryson's of the world and they're not currently getting them no right which is a problem because then they're not going to play in any other tournaments but live tournaments which it's golf but louder but it is. at some point, maybe it's just too loud. I don't know. But let's let's just go over this. So they find a tour that hasn't had an event in three years called the MENA Tour. Now, the MENA Tour is over in the Middle East. So I guess that's part of the acronym. I don't know. I think it's the Middle East Middle North, East, North East, African right? Tour. Okay. Um, yes. Uh, their purses are usually in the ballpark of $75,000, not $20 million. <laughs> So didn't raise any red flags at first. That's but money. They, uh, they have collaborated. So that way... Since they're already officially sanctioned by the official World Golf Rankings, suddenly this week's Bangkok event for Live was now on the Mina Tour. Oh, get it? Okay. Yes. Okay. I hear. I see where we're At going. At which with this. point, they also <clears throat> next week they're going to be in Jeddah, 
Mm-hmm. All right. So, yeah. Jetta? Yeah, Jetta, yes. Is that the Star Wars planet? <laughs> no, like, it sounds like it, right? Um, they might as well all be on a Star Wars planet. <laughs> but this is, I mean, this is classic. So the next two weeks, they want to just m- miraculously get points as if this these things are just going to fall out of the sky, right? So the official World Golf Ranking said, well, no, we'll look into the reestablishment of the Minotaur and your involvement with it. And then, but we're not going to get this done because we need to evaluate everything. And it's right. going to take us longer than two weeks. So it's not a no, nice but it's job. not a yes. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, somebody asked me as the, this week, as this was going on, I got a phone call and they, and, and they were like, you know, they're like, Cage, they go, what, what? They're like, what are they trying to do? And I said, well, let me put it into like some really easy terms for you. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. I like easy you know, terms. Yeah. You know when you drive to some place, like maybe your kids to go pick them up at school or something like that, right? You drive by this farm stand, mm-hmm. and it hasn't been open in three years. Maybe they went out of business because of COVID, right? But okay. it's been there, and it, it was established once before, and they went by all the New Jersey State growing regulations for selling you know, farm to table type of thing. Right? Oh, this off the top of your head. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm fired up this <laughs> afternoon. There was Pearl Jam on the radio coming in. I mean, Eddie was just on fire. It was great. Anyway, right, so they, they're 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 above the board. They were above the board. All right, so it's just your normal farm stand. It was mom pop, somewhat popular, but not it's not a huge farm stand. It was a Mina farm stand, okay, right? Okay, okay. And um, now all of a sudden, Wade Weezer comes along with his products. And he wants to reopen the farm stand, mm-hmm. except you're going to turn it into a dispensary. That's my right. Yeah. Well, no, it's not. <laughs> oh, sorry. So yeah, you didn't hear what I said there. You just okay. jumped right All in I like was usual. Dispensary. I was about to ask you where, this, uh, where the stand is. So, yeah. Sometimes I wonder if your own voice is on a hot button. You hit it so quick. So, so now all of a sudden, you know. Wade Weezer and his affiliate, Greg Norman, want to mm-hmm. open a dispensary where this one farm stand was. No, that's not how that works. Right? Exactly. Does? Yes. No, it doesn't. Uh, right. right? Free so enterprise. Somebody at the state, right, might need to evaluate okay. whether or gotcha. not it's legitimate that right. you can do that. And you can't just open it because all of a sudden the Yankees are in the playoffs and then you want to open your dispensary. Right. I want to I want to hit that crowd while they're, you know, they're hungry for the product. Yes. Yes. Although I think that crowd's hungry all the time <laughs> with that product, but that's just neither here nor there. Uh, so th- this whole thing, so believe it or not, the 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 leaders that be at the official World Golf Ranking said they put the brakes on this, and uh, the Minotaur is um, still in a moment of hiatus, I guess. I don't know. So how you, you think they could get points from this, or? Oh, uh, it's not happening. You don't think it's happening at it's all? It's not happening, so, no. So yeah. th- when they say maybe, it's like when you ask mom and dad to get ice cream on the, way home, they, on the way home, they say maybe. It maybe means no. No, this is more like when Liv's talking about getting official World Golf Ranking points, it's like a kid, a kid. Uh, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it later. All right. <laughs> no, it's like when you're in the car. Hey, dad, can I have a million dollars? What's the answer? Never. Okay. Right. Okay. okay. I mean, one of us, not not Bryson's kids or sure. something, you know, or somebody like that. Wait till we know? get home. Oh, my goodness. I mean, it's just comedy. Like, I. <laughs> The analogy works for me because it's like, what do you yeah. think you're getting away with? Right. Right. No one's going to notice. It doesn't this work. Is, right. It doesn't work that way. I mean, what do you look like? David Blaine? Smoke and mirrors isn't working there, Shark. Hey, he made the Statue of Liberty disappear. Or was that someone else? That was someone that else. That was Copperfield. That was Copperfield. Yeah. <laughs> I was off by like 25 years. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, let's move along. Good analogy, though. Thank you. Oh, well, you know, I thought it made sense. You know, it's just not it's just not going to work. You, you have to go through the process and the process takes time. And <clears> I'm <throat> not the one I'm not defending the process. I'm just telling sure. you that there's this architecture like, in place. If someone said, look, 
I'm going to declassify this stack of paper. You can't just do it with a magic wand. You have to go through procedures, correct? Same type thing. As far as I know, <laughs> as far as I know, just Greg like, Norman is not a big Harry Potter fan. So I just love the Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, you're declassified. You're declassified. You're declassified. <laughs> he might be. He might be a big, <laughs> a big uh, Harry Potter fan. Anyway, um, speaking of magic, let's talk about our friend Tiger Woods. Right. I don't know if that transition works, but we did it. It always, right. it always works. Yes, it does. When it comes to Tiger, Tiger the Hero World Challenge. Well, the field has been announced for December's event over there in Albany, the Bahamas. We've got we've come to know and love this event that happens the first weekend in December. And uh, the field was announced. Uh, Victor Hovland, defending champion, Scotty, Cam Young, Sung J M, Max Holma, Will Zalatoris. I mean, think about these guys a year ago. Cam Young, what was he doing? Right? What was Will Zalatoris doing? These guys are now in, they're getting invites from Tiger yeah. to go to the Bahamas. What was he doing a year ago? Yeah, Tom Kim, <laughs> Jordan Speed. Yeah, what was he doing a year ago? JT, Colin Morikawa, Billy Horschel, Tony Finau. I mean, who doesn't love Tony Finau? Mm-hmm. I mean, even if he was ranked like a thousandth in the world, doesn't I would matter. just I just have him show up and dance. You know, <laughs> Sam Burns, Matt, Matty Fitz. Uh, they have seven of the top ten in the official world golf ranking. Oh, there's that acronym again. Uh, yeah, seven of the top ten in that. And um, there's uh, there's supposedly though that he's announced sixteen people that are playing. There's three more spots available though. Mm-hmm. And one of the names I did not list was the host himself. So he's left himself room. Ooh, Ooh. seat at the table, eh? Yeah, I'm not surprised. I mean. And neither will anybody that he does play in it. No, of it's not. a warm up for the obviously his his first major of the year. That's the PNC uh, parent child where he's going to play with yep, Charlie yep, again. I'm yep. sure. You know, there was more video of Charlie this week. I think Charlie is like literally like a tiger cyborg. I mean, he's like built just like him. The swing is just like him. He's getting bigger. He's like all jacked up and everything. And I, and I just wonder. Like I used hmm. to wonder like when Charlie would show up and he looked like a little kid and Tiger was like you know his fan on the first tee. And like standing by the first tee, and like the other kids are like, "That's Tiger Woods. Like I'm dead. Sure. You know, like this." So you're saying he was he wasn't but born. Now, he was constructed. No, 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 no. He was definitely it's a working born. Theory. Not, no, don't put words in my mouth. All, right. All I'm saying <laughs> is that when you see him now in these videos, because they're like taken from the woods by like TMZ at like U.S. Kids events, <laughs> right? When you look at it from afar and you don't see Tiger in the background, you're like, "Man, look at this kid." Right. You're like. This is the spawn of the greatest golfer that ever lived. It's crazy. And um, you know what? But with those three extra spots, obviously one's going to Tiger. Those other two, it doesn't seem like they're going to Greg Norman or anyone he knows. No, you wouldn't think so. Anytime soon. Top of your dome, you wouldn't say that. That doesn't seem like that's going to happen, you know? (laughs) And uh, you know who else I was talking to this week? One more quick thing. Sure. I was talking to Chris Hunt over at the New Jersey Golf Foundation. Okay. And we're going to do a little end of the year recap episode, talk about the Inspiration Range and all that they've been doing this year uh, in early November. Yeah. Okay. Seems they're still busy doing programming and stuff up there. We talked about this about a week ago. I said I wanted to get up there and do it, whatever. Well, we picked a date, Friday, November 4th. That's when we're doing it. So, um, yes, because you know what? The New Jersey Golf Foundation, the charitable arm of the New Jersey PGA section, is positively impacting lives and communities through the game of golf. The Inspiration Golf Range, located on the Lions campus of the VA New Jersey Healthcare System in Bernard's Township, is the new home site of golf programs for youth, military veterans, and individuals with special needs. Open to the public, proceeds from the Inspiration Range will support foundation programs and events. To learn more, please visit njgolffoundation.org or call 732-465-1212. Oh, quarter past three here in New York. Thanks for listening to ESPN 920. We'll be back in a moment with Junior Golf's leading lady, Laura Frick. 
chopped off. He says I'm gonna win big. Choose not the life of him. Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, and Zubin Mahente. All NFL players get paid a lot. You're Keep, not going to get paid more than me, though, because I'm the guy when Keep, it comes Keep, to clearing it out. Y'all take care of business. Spoken like a true wide receiver. Way to go, Roscoe <laughs> well, Jenkins, team Mark, of me. Mark, his name is first on the show, so we get it. You know, we get it. Me, Sean, as they like to call me, for those that don't know me. But anyway. Sean, J. Will, and Zubin. Weekday mornings at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio or streaming live on the ESPN app. The New Jersey Golf Foundation, the charitable arm of the New Jersey PGA section, is committed to positively impacting lives and communities through the game of golf. The Inspiration Golf Range, located on the Lions campus of the VA New Jersey Healthcare System in Bernard's Township, is buzzing as the new home site for golf programs in support of youth, military veterans, and individuals with special needs. Led by PGA professionals, PGA Hope, helping our patriots everywhere, is a weekly rehabilitative golf program for veterans that is changing and saving lives. Special Olympics New Jersey golf athletes will be training and competing at the Inspiration Range throughout the fall season, and a lineup of youth programs will also be on the schedule. The Inspiration Golf Range is open to the public and proceeds support the New Jersey Golf Foundation programming. To learn more about programs and special events, please visit njgolffoundation.org or call 732-465-1212. Time to get back on course as the pro show continues. Great show and great questions. Once again, Keith Stewart. Welcome back to the Pro Show. I'm your host, Keith Stewart. You're listening to ESPN 920 on a fabulous Fall Friday. Our guest this afternoon has a story of success that started out just like this. Just a small town girl Living in a lonely world She took the midnight train She's a young golf leader who coordinates the PGA Junior League National Championship. Laura Frick will absolutely inspire you this afternoon. Her infectious personality not only lights up a room, but it moves it as well. She's an awesome success story who started learning the game from her grandparents. Now Frick finds ways to help others enjoy the game every day. Keep listening because I guarantee she will energize you as well. Golf is growing because leaders like Laura work extremely hard to ensure others always have a great golf experience. Take a moment and get to know my friend this afternoon. I know she'll make a believer out of you. Thank you for that there, Mr. Wade Weezer. All the way from Scottsdale, Arizona, a couple hours behind us. But ahead of us in life, we have Laura Frick. Welcome to the Pro Show. How are you this afternoon, Laura? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. How are you? Oh, jeez. Any better? It'd be a fairy tale, I tell you. I have you this afternoon. We have absolutely gorgeous fall weather and um, all sorts of fantastic things going on in the world, like the PGA Junior League National Championship out there in Arizona where you are. Tell me with all those families and kids and staff and TV and everything that's going on out there, what's the vibe like at Greyhawk this week? You know, there's really no better way to describe it other than it's just one big party. It is more than just the golf. People are happy. People are excited. You know, people are out here all day long, even if they're just playing their nine-hole practice rounds the last couple of days. They just want to be on property. They want to be around. We've got DJs. We've got music. We've got food. We've got milkshakes. 
Um, so it's it's a really good vibe out here, and we're excited for the next couple of days. I like that. It's not golf, but louder. It's golf, but happier. It's golf, but yes. a party. I love it. I love it. All right, give me an idea. How actually? How many like families and kids participate? Just that are there this week. So we have ninety six players in the field. We'll have twelve teams with eight players each, and they bring quite a big entourage of family members to support them. So that's really fun for us to see. We'll have you know probably over three hundred, four hundred family members out here this week as well. So it's a like I said, the families they enjoy it as much as the players. I think because National Car Rental takes care of them with food and gives them all kinds of gear and gifts to to cheer the teams on. Now I know the kids are young, but do they get do they get cars like when they get to the airport from National, or is that too? That's probably too not much. Not quite, not quite. <laughs> but maybe one day. Is it the same amount last year, or have they increased the size of the field? Was it ninety six players last year? Same as last year. Yep, ninety six players. All right, so um, we got to get into some of this for my listeners and give them a little bit of background. And folks, if you're just joining us, we're talking to Laura Frick. She's a PGA member and she's the director of competitions for the PGA for this junior league national championship so what exactly does that mean what do, what have you been doing well not this whole year but what have you been doing this week to try to bring this whole thing together sure so i've actually been out in arizona for about three weeks now getting greyhawk golf club prepped and ready for this championship we transformed the place and with the help of greyhawk and a bunch of other people we turn it into what we call the happiest major in golf so We've got these 96 players that are coming out. They've been doing practice rounds and skills challenges, welcome parties the last couple of days. And today's the first day of competition. So we'll have three days of competition, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And they'll be playing in a scramble format. So each team is competing against each other on Friday and Saturday. We'll make a small little cut going into Sunday, which is when we start our match play portion of the competition. Quite honestly, and uh, let me know, you know, like, don't mince words here, right? How much fun is it to run a kids' national championship? I mean, you're handing out milkshakes. I mean, how much how much fun are you having this week? I can't even put it into words, and I always tell everyone, like, I truly don't feel like I'm working, and it is quite insane because it's 16, 17-hour days sometimes, and people ask me, like, you just must be exhausted. You must be so tired, ready to get home. And I genuinely can tell you, I'm already sad that it's going to end. I am tired, but I am so sad that it's going to end. It is a blast. And just the energy out here, there's just something special about kids because they so appreciate it. And you can see it in their eyes. You can see their passion. And it's, it's I truly can't put it into words. Well, you know what? You would make a perfect co-host for the pro show because when I'm doing this, I don't feel like I'm working either. You know, you've got the right mindset, you know. Mm-hmm. Now, the kids got there earlier this week. What have they been up to? I know the competition starts today, all throughout the day, but what have they been doing in the days leading up to this? Yeah, so everyone arrives on property on Wednesday and they go through kind of a whole schedule on their own. They get all new gear, so we ship them new jerseys and new travel gear, things to bring with them. And when they show up on property, they get a new golf bag, uh, all golf balls for the week, kind of anything they need there. And then after that, they do ESPN interviews. They do some social media stuff for us. And then they've each had a practice round on Wednesday and Thursday. 
And last night we wrapped up our skills challenge and welcome party where each team went through a series of six skills. Four of them were golf skills and two were non-golf. So we actually have a soccer challenge and a basketball challenge. We crowned Team Illinois as our skills challenge champion last night. And then we had a really awesome welcome party with some VIP guests, some awesome Southwest-style food, and got everyone kicked off and ready for the weekend. All right, i got to dig in a little deeper here. First, you mentioned ESPN. Does that lead me to believe that this is on TV this weekend? We can watch this? Absolutely. So starting today, we will have four hours of coverage on ESPN Network. We have from 12 o'clock to 2 o'clock Eastern. We'll be live on ESPN 2. And then 3.30 to 5.30 Eastern, ESPN Plus. And as we go into the weekend, we have the same schedule on Saturday. So we have two hours on ESPN News, two hours on ESPN Plus, and then our Sunday championship match will be from 1 o'clock to 3 o'clock Eastern. I'm sorry, 4 o'clock to 6 o'clock Eastern on ESPNU. And is there a website we could follow for scoring? I mean, I assume there is, but, but give me the handle of the website that we can go to in order to follow our regional team, our favorite team, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, if you visit PGAJuniorLeague.com, and that's PGAJRLeague.com, we'll have all that information for you, live scoring, ESPN times again, and some information about each team as well. All right, now I know last year the kids got to spend some time with Max Homa, and you uttered earlier uh, some VIP guests. Who were some of the people that the PGA rolled out for these kids to meet this week? Yeah, yesterday was really fun. So we had a couple of surprise guests who spent some time with all of the teams all day long. Um, Michelle Wee and Rose Zhang. They showed up, they hung out, they shot hoops, they hit golf shots. It was really, really cool. I know all the kids enjoyed it. We also have Tony Finau out here all week because his son actually qualified via Team Utah. So Tony's being a dad, but he was nice enough to sit on our panel, answer some questions from the kids. He's been a really great sport, signing autographs all week all week, and into the weekend as well. So quite some heavy hitters. We had Colt Nost on our panel as well to give kind of that broadcast perspective. And it was a ton of fun, and we loved having everybody. Tony Fien, I love it, man. I mean, we, we were talking about Tony Finau in the last segment because he was going, he got invited to the Hero World Challenge. And I was like, how do you not invite Tony Finau to come to your golf tournament? I mean, the guy is just, he's like a walking party. It's unbelievable. Uh, you mentioned a little bit about some travel gear and stuff. What kind of swag bags are coming out for these kids? I, I get into the swag sometimes. I mean, you know me, Laura, right? So, you know, you got to look good or you got to, you know, you got to carry the right bag or something. What are the, what, what exactly did you give to these kids? I want to know what I'm, I'm supposed to be jealous of. I was just going to say, I, I don't like to talk about it because I'm jealous. I never get anything for myself. <laughs> um, they get all kinds. So they're going to get what's shipped to them ahead of time is a jersey with their number on it and their last name um, for every day that they're here. So two practice round jerseys and then three competition jerseys. That comes with their gear to wear on the bottom. So we could do skirts and shorts and pants if necessary. They get their own belt. Um, they get hats with their number on it. Then when they show up, they get actually, sorry, they get travel gear too. So t-shirts, sweatshirts, um, stuff to wear on the airplane. They show up, they're all geared up in their team colors. Once they get here, they get their golf bag 
And it's actually pretty cool because we asked them to bring an old golf bag and they donate that golf bag to the first tee of Phoenix. And then we give them their new golf bag with their number on it and our logo on it. So that's pretty fun. They get golf balls. They get umbrellas. They get drawstring bags, basically anything and everything you can think of. And it's all custom to them. So it's got their either name on it, their number on it, or their team color. This is unbelievable. I mean, it's a, it's crazy how you know how much thought. Just really quick question, you know, I mean, like how many people are involved in your team that put in so much thought into the personalization of this whole thing? I mean, imagine showing up. It's like these kids are playing in the Masters or something. I mean, this is this is incredible. I mean, how how big of a team are you coordinating in in the weeks and the months leading up to that? Well, you probably spend all year working on this, but how big of a team do you work with? Yeah, I'm so spoiled. I have, I personally think, the best team in golf. And you probably know that because you work with some of the same people at some of our other championships. So I probably work with between 50 and 55 PGA staff members throughout the year to coordinate all the details. And we have an amazing merchandise team that coordinates all of that gear I just talked about. We have broadcast team that helps get these ESPN time scheduled. I've got a core operations team that's here sun up to sundown with me. So it's definitely not a solo fight out here, and I couldn't do it without any of those people. It's, it's incredible. Well, speaking of a solo fight, I have it every Friday afternoon. I don't want to give up the time with you, but I've got to let our sponsors do their thing. So could you just pause for a second there, Miss Laura Frick, and hold on tight? Absolutely. Up next, more with the leading lady of the PGA Junior League, Laura Frick. Thanks for listening to ESPN 920. Be back in a few. Mike Greenberg is Greeny. Chris Paul is one of those guys whose numbers, if you look at them, are so good that they almost seem made up. You know, he was never on the best team all those years in New Orleans. Wasn't able to go to the Lakers. Winds up on the Clippers. Then they fell short. But now here he is, the veteran presence on this otherwise very young Phoenix team. It would mean everything to his legacy. Greeny with Mike Greenberg. Weekday mornings at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. And watch exclusively on ESPN+. Plus. Is there a better feeling than winning a bet? Take it from a professional, a PGA professional like Keith Stewart. When it comes to wagering on golf, you need to know more than analytics. Stats are just a description of a player's habits. But what causes those habits to repeat? There are other elements you need to consider to raise your betting acumen. If you're the type of person who loves to learn and earn by wagering, then you must read the line. With an easy-to-understand newsletter format, in five minutes a week, you can bet with confidence, knowing the picks are made by a golf professional. Golf betting lacks an expert voice. Read the Line brings over 25 years of experience in the golf industry to every prediction. Players are not an exact science, and neither is betting. But when you consider the human element of the game alongside facts and figures, you'll be able to elevate your winning reputation. Go to ReadTheLine.com to subscribe, read, and win. That's ReadTheLine.com. you got a great voice it's for radio. Time to get back on course. Face for radio. I, I get a lot of that, too. As the pro show continues, once again, Keith Stewart. It's the Pro Show, and I'm Keith Stewart. Welcome back to our conversation with Laura Frick. You know you're listening to New Jersey's ESPN 920. Now, I imagine our guest has uttered these words a couple times this week. No, 
no, no, not the breaking hearts part. Although she can do it. Rather, to each of her competitors on the course, she's probably saying, We are back on this fabulous Friday afternoon with Laura Frick. Laura, the pro show continues on, and I'm so happy to have you. Uh, what's the weather like out there right now this week for these kids? It's funny that you ask because almost every time I've been to Scottsdale, it's been picture perfect, but we've been getting a few little uh, challenges thrown our way. So we had a small lightning delay last yesterday, and prior to teams showing up, we had a crazy wind and rainstorm come through and set us back just a little bit in our prep work. But so far today, it's beautiful, and the rest of the day should be pretty good, too. All right, you talk about challenges there. Now, the program itself, PGA Junior League, it started back in 2011, so quick math, 11 years old, and it started there in four markets, four different cities. How big is the program now? How many different regions or markets are you in now? That's a great question. So this year we had a record number of 70,000 players participate in PGA Junior League. We actually currently still have fall leagues going on, so that number will increase slightly before we end the season. Um, And we are in every state all over the country. We even have a few international teams now. So we're growing rapidly. We love to see it. You know, 82% of our players are either beginner or recreational players. So I love what I get to do for these 96 athletes that make it to the championship. But it's always great to think about the fact that there's thousands of others that are just learning the game through PGA Junior League as well. All right. You you talked. That's an interesting statistic there. You said, what, 82 percent are recreational. So they're not they're not like super diehard tournament players, which, you know, begs the question, uh, how can kids that maybe have only played a little bit of golf, how can they get involved? What's the process like in order to sign up? Yeah, I think it is super important to note that PJ Junior League is definitely for everyone, including that beginner golfer. And the majority of people that we see get into the game sort of at this age. They love the team component of it. They love the relaxed format of a scramble. So it really is satisfying for the beginner golfer. Um, and they can go to PGAJuniorLeague.com. That's PGAJRLeague.com. And all you have to do is hit search and it'll already pre-populate what programs are available in your area as close as, you know, five miles to 50 miles, if that's what you're looking for. So you can get a list of those and see what's around in your area. We'll also be releasing our 2023 season information in the coming months. So if there's not something available now, keep an eye out because starting the beginning of 2023, there's always more seasons and programs. All right, so you're mentioning the future there. And uh, if I know the PGA of America, they love a good projection, right? So <laughs> you have 70,000 now in the first 11 years, and obviously that's growing exponentially on a, on a bent curve, right? So maybe a year from now or five years from now, how many kids and, and how big will this national championship be? You know, I'm only going to say my personal opinion from what I've seen is that this is just going to keep skyrocketing. I hope to see... And in one year, I hope to see 85 to 90,000. I'm looking forward to the day we hit that 100,000 number. Um, but I, I hope one day, you know, I hope it's every single player, every single kid has 
identified in some way with PGA Junior League or they've been a part of it. I know from a championship perspective, we're looking forward to doing PGA Frisco next year. So the event will move from Greyhawk Golf Club, who's been amazing partners for us. And we will look to the future at PGA Frisco. A lot of opportunities there. We have a growing 17U division. So that's ages 14 to 17. And that's kind of untapped right now. We're in year two of having some sort of championship season experience for them, but they don't have a national championship yet. So I see this just continuing to grow and possibly never stop growing. Well, you know, you brought it up there. And, uh, oh, folks, if you're just joining us, that you on the other end of the, the radio with me this afternoon is Laura Frick from the PGA of America. And she's coordinating the PGA Junior League National Championship, which is taking place this weekend out at Greyhawk Golf Club in Scottsdale, Arizona. And I was going to ask, because I know that the Junior League ends at 13 and under. So what happens to the kids afterwards? And you just mentioned there there's a 17 and under division now because a lot of times when kids hit that ninth grade and 14 years old, they get a lot of distractions in life. And with good reason, you know, they're going to high school and, you know, boys meet girls and girls meet boys and all sorts of things like that. You know, there's there's a lot of things that happen socially in their world and maybe golf somewhat goes on the back burner and we don't want to lose those kids. So you're telling me there's another division past that. And, and how do kids transition from one to the other? Yeah, so there is another division, and it's up to our coaches at the local level to decide if they want to hold 13U only, 17U only, or both. And we always encourage both because the goal for us when we look at kind of all of our player engagement products at the PGA is to always have an opportunity for a player who's growing and advancing into that next stage of their life to continue to stay in the game of golf and to become that golfer for life. So to go from 13 and then to have that gap between kind of 13U and maybe college golf, if they're not interested in high school golf, we created the 14 to 17-year-old division to give them that opportunity to smoothly transition. The coaches that I've talked to, they really like it because for them, similar situation. They don't want to lose a player just because they turn 13 They don't want to lose them from their program. So most coaches are beginning to implement that division. Um, Like I said, we've had it kind of officially there for two years now, but working on a national championship to give them the same opportunity that the other division has and also something to kind of strive for as they become better golfers, more experienced golfers as well. Now, we started off this conversation talking about 100 different golf families that are out there supporting these kids playing in the national championship. But... You yourself, Laura Frick, you came from a golf family. Your grandparents taught you the game. I know your story. Um, we met over a year ago, and, and you know, I was blessed with the opportunity to kind of get to see your career kind of take hold and move, you know, and, and come up through the ranks and everything. But this is a pretty cool job, and I feel like anyone that was thinking about a life in the golf industry might want to do what you do because – like you said, you don't feel like you work a day in your life, right? How did the, how did this come about? I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure you were a high school golfer, and then, you know, wh- what happened from there that all of a sudden, you know, you end up running this national championship now? Yeah, I I can't thank my family enough. Honestly, they're, they are obviously my biggest supporters, but they go above and beyond. Um, my parents are actually out here this week for the first time, and they're experiencing the championship themselves. And I'm just – it's amazing to have them here, and I'm really glad that they are. Um, so 
really for me, my uncle is a PGA professional as well. He went through Ferris State University's golf management program as a part of the very first class. And you mentioned my grandparents. They got me started in the sport when I was eight. And it became a family thing, just sort of playing quite a bit. I also played basketball and was pretty focused on that when I thought about going into high school sports. But eventually decided, you know, that golf just was my true passion and something I wanted to focus on. So I did play high school golf got to my senior year was sort of thinking about what's next for me and my mom showed me a video of the Ferris State University golf program and I watched it and it was a no-brainer I went for a visit a couple weeks later again that was the next no-brainer after I got on site at Ferris and I never looked back and you know it's hard I travel I, I moved away from home I moved away from Michigan but my family has been there every step of the way Even early mornings when maybe I've got something going on, they're always there for a quick phone call. So, uh, yeah, it's definitely been a family thing for me, and uh, I hope it continues to be one for for a long time. Now, you've obviously overcome some challenges, and you've worked very hard to get to where you are, but I always like to have a little fun on the show in in more ways than one. But, you know, I, I start to think about your story, and I want you to go back in time really quick. And I want to go back like maybe like two years, because now that you have all of this going on with what's happening this week and the amount of responsibility that you've taken on, and you're right, life is hard, right? So, you know, to have that family support. But if you could go back and support yourself, let's say we go back two years, what advice would you give the young leader, Laura Frick, that you know now? I always love this question when people ask it, because if you asked me it two years ago, I wouldn't have known what I would say to my previous self then. But I absolutely would just tell myself that I deserve to be here. I think we all have a little bit of that imposter syndrome sometimes where we get in a big meeting or in front of a crowd of people and we're presenting and you start to wonder like, Am I a fraud? Am I, is this really something that I'm good at or am I just faking it till I make it? But truly that I, I deserve to be here. I've, I've worked hard for everything I do. And, you know, I, like I said, I have great teammates supporting me, so I don't need to question whether or not I deserve to be here. And honestly, if there's a failure or a mistake or anything like that, that's okay too. I still deserve to be where I'm at. And I think this is truly what I'm meant to be doing. Well, you know what? I want to wrap a bow on this family conversation. I want to bring it back to the national championship out there. You have to have seen some really cool stories of other families supporting their young junior golfers or just supporting them in general, maybe not through even the game of golf, but just some really nice, you know, moments that happen, you know, throughout the course of this week, is there a special story or one or two that you could share with us this afternoon um, that really kind of caught your eye and, 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 you know, gave you a little bit of a moment? You know, yeah, there is. And there, there's actually an article. I'm not sure if it's out there yet, but there will be an article coming on a family called the Higginbotham's. Um, they are a part of Team Pennsylvania. Jason Higginbotham is the assistant coach, and his son Carson is on the team. And last year, a very unfortunate situation with COVID kind of caused them to not be able to participate in the championship. And that was kind of all I knew. They had to drop out. They 
couldn't be here, unfortunately. And I never heard kind of anything again. Well, I found out here this year that after they left and were not able to participate last year, um, they went through quite a bit of really unfortunate circumstances because of COVID. Um, The coach got really ill, was hospitalized. His mother was also hospitalized with it at the same time and unfortunately didn't make it through. Um, And the Higginbotham's and Pennsylvania, they kind of rallied around them, uh, you know, rallied around Carson and said, hey, whenever you're ready to come back to PJ Junior League, we'll be here for you. And we're going to work really, really hard to qualify for the championship again so you get to experience that event. And they did. They worked really, really hard, and they got here. And Jason and Carson and their family, they're all here. And on their first day of practice rounds, kind of right as Carson and his partner were getting ready to make their first birdie putt, um, a really cool rainbow came over right outside the green. And it was, you know, Carson's grandmother passed away, unfortunately, a year ago. So it was a really special moment. It's it's stories like that. I. I can't get too choked up about it right now, but it is. Uh, those are the stories that really tug at your heartstrings, for sure. Well, I really appreciate you sharing that moment with us, for sure. And you know what? I'll, I'll try to help you here real quick, not get choked up, because one of the traditions we love to do on the show when we have a new guest is to put them through a little rapid-fire Q&A, because my listeners love to get to know all of the people we talk to in these interviews on a little bit more of a personal side. So I know you, Laura Frick, you're, you are a fun person and uh, you're always up for a good challenge. So you ready for this? Let's do it. All right. Do you prefer sunrises or sunsets? Sunsets. If you could be the CEO of any company, what company would you choose? PGA of America. I'll let Seth know. We'll send him a text. All right. On a scale of one to 10, rate your sense of humor. Eight. Describe your 2022 in one word. Speedy. Yeah, I I think we'd all, I think we'd all agree with that. Uh, If we made a movie about your life, what current actress would play you? Oh man. Uh, Rachel McAdams. Rachel McAdams. Ooh, good choice. I like that. All right. If you could go to one concert all time, who are you picking? Eminem. Ooh. My name is My name is My name is There you go. Just for you there, Laura Frick. I you know, I talked to some people behind the scenes and uh that question might have been that that, that one might have been loaded for you. All right. The number one course you want to play on your bucket list. Augusta. Would you rather see have someone see all the photos in your phone or read all of the text messages? <laughs> all the photos, for sure. Oh, boy. Interesting. All right. One more for you. When you hear the word leader, who's the first person that comes to mind? My mom. Oh, man. What a great answer. Well, you know what? She raised you right. And I'll tell you one thing's for sure there, Laura Frick. You certainly are not an imposter. You are the real deal, and you proved it this afternoon on the Pro Show. I can't thank you for taking the time during round one of the national championship. You are the best. Thank you so much. It was a blast as always. We'll talk to you soon. Now, folks, we're fast approaching 4 p.m. Thanks for listening to ESPN 920. I'm coming back to wrap up today's show with, of course, the weekly update.
The Max Kellerman Show. You know, there was no one there like, hey, where's that guy we just hired? He just stopped showing up suddenly 15 years ago. So he got away with it. 650 G's. And now he's being sued. I don't know. I, you can't just not show up for work. But, but if he's not, like, doing anything fraudulent and they're just sending him the checks... Why wouldn't he just deposit it in his account? The Max Kellerman Show, weekdays at 2 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Watch exclusively on ESPN+. The Stick and Act Challenge app is available now for iOS. Now, the Challenge app is like no other golf game out there. It takes the focus off of your final score and instead turns you around into a collection of challenges, objectives, and accomplishments. With more than 90 unique challenges to choose from, you'll never have the same experience twice. And if that's not enough, you can also challenge friends or strangers to see who comes out on top. Plus, with an XP system that rewards your successes, you'll be motivated to keep pushing yourself further. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out with the game, the Stick and Act Challenge app is the perfect way to add some extra fun to your golf game. Get ready for the back nine. As the pro show continues, once again, the director of fun, Keith Stewart. Welcome back to the pro show on ESPN 920. Thanks for tuning in, everybody, this afternoon. I'm your host, Keith Stewart. And of course, our quick PSAs that we usually go through on the pro show afternoons. First of all, this show will be posted as a podcast on all platforms. That's right. As many P's as I can squeeze in there, Mr. Wade Weezer. <laughs> iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon, wherever you find your podcasts. Get on there, listen, and share with a friend. You know where else we could share? That's on social media, at KJ Stewart PGA, of course. You want to listen to us live? 920ESPNNewJersey.com. And of course, if you want to read the line and win, go to readtheline.com. You know what? Let it, ro- let it roll. Okay. Here we go. You know, what a fantastic use of an orchestra. Right? Oh, yeah. Especially when this came out in the 90s, like 95, probably. Right? Yep. You know, here it comes. Imagine like John L. Williams coming in right here, you know? <laughs> Bobby Corrigan, right? He's, he's still making music, too. Is he? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Boom. You know, as things come to a crescendo, Good it's work. a nice buildup <laughs> for the weekly update. It is. Right? Sponsored by, of course, TaylorMade, but it seems like we're running low on time. So, um, yeah, get to TaylorMadeGolf.com. <laughs> They love me. They love me. They, they do love they, me. They love me. What's not to sure. love? You know what? Speaking of love, DeChambeau takes it deep. Bryson DeChambeau is getting pretty good at this long drive thing. Competing in the Professional Long Drivers Association's World Championships. I mean, they must have been hanging out with the LPGA with these names. All right. For the second straight year, DeChambeau nearly pulled off a massive upset on Saturday in Mesquite, Nevada. Because he improved on last year's seventh place debut to finish runner-up to Martin Borgmeier in the open division. So Martin won with a long drive of 426 yards. Wow. Yeah, okay. <laughs> 20 yards better than DeChambeau. That DeCham- ball is high. Mid is far. Yeah. <laughs> See ya. Um, all rise. Uh, speaking of which, congrats to him, 62. All right, back to this. All right, he was 20 yards better than DeChambeau's best total of 406. Now, th- no insult here. With all due respect to Martin Borgmeier, but, I mean, honestly, DeChambeau, Shot three under in Bangkok, and he's hitting the ball 406. Guy, it's, I'm impressed. Yeah. I'm impressed, right? It's not the like um, DeChambeau did not talk to the YouTube broadcast afterward, 
But Borgmeier did, and he spoke fondly of DeChambeau. He said, this is one very, very important thing, and all of you guys should know. I would not be here, none of us would be here, without the improvements in technology. If one guy wouldn't have come in a year ago and make the sport what it is now, I think we're on a very good track, and this guy is Bryson DeChambeau. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. You know, it's... um Class. It's almost crazy. I mean, if, if Bryson makes it any bigger, maybe he'll get world ranking points. <laughs> All right, cut to the story. Before taking the 54-hole lead Saturday at the Sanderson Forms Championship, Mark Hubbard um, didn't exactly have the best preparation for Country Club of Jackson last week. He was nursing a foot injury. He said, well, you know, on top of my daughter getting me sick, she then accidentally knocked a kitchen knife off the counter and stabbed me in the foot. Oh, man, in the foot. He goes, so I had a hole. Oh, exactly. So I had a hole in my foot this entire week, and I didn't get to practice at all last week because I was sick. So I was just kind of coming in here, you know, really trying to get ready for Vegas, which is now this week. He goes, I, I think that probably has a lot to do with my expectations being low and then me being in the 54-hole lead. He goes, you know, it's unbelievable, you know. <laughs> you know, Hubbard, he has gone 163 starts over six years without winning. And this was his first ever 54-hole lead on the PGA Tour. Okay. So no word on whether or not they've ordered a full Ginsu knife set the, yeah. week, the week before the Masters. Somebody you know? take a look at his daughter, too. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> More corn for New Jersey in August. Ooh, Ooh is, I love what, corn. Yeah, we corn. love New Jersey corn. All right. Oh, the Corn Ferry Tour announced their 2023 schedule last week. A couple events have been added, and one will be in New Jersey. The 26 tournament schedule will travel to five countries and 18 states. Growing the game. All right, yes. Mm-hmm. The players will be competing for a record $28 million. That's just slightly above the Mina Tour. All right. The top 30 players will earn their tour cards for the 2024 PGA Tour season. And a new event, the Magnet Championship, will be the final tournament before the four-event Corn Ferry Tour Finals. And it'll be played at Matitacock National Golf Club in Jackson Township here in New Jersey, August 17th to the 20th. The Elite New Jersey Club has hosted many championships, but never a tour event. Located in the center of state, locals will be able to come out and see some of the best players in the world compete. And compete they will, Mr. Wade Weezer. That place is impossible. (laughs) Wait till these guys show up. Bring an extra sleeve, boys. (laughs) The woods there are uh, present. (laughs) Can't avoid them for 18 holes. Ooh, speaking of which, like Forrest says, it happens. Maya Stark had some work to do if she was going to make the cut at last week's Ascendant LPGA after shooting an open round four over 75 at Old American Golf Club in Colony, Texas. We covered it last week, right? But not Maya. But we didn't know this story at the time because it happened on Friday. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately for her, she never got the chance. The 22-year-old Swede, who earned a membership on the LPGA Tour in August when she won the ISPS Hand of World Invitational at 30-1, to Just so happens she was our 10th win, read the line, so I know that for a fact. But uh, she was disqualified before Friday's second round after mistakenly using a driver in the first round that had a club head that was not yet on the USGA list of conforming driver heads. You was about to get bounced. The club in question is believed to be Ping's new G430 driver. This thing must be hot. (laughs) Which went on the conforming list on Monday. 
a day after the conclusion oh. of the LPGA <laughs> event in Texas. Get out of here. Come on. The driver is expected to be available for retail sale in the U.S. in January. The LPGA released a statement regarding the disqualification to Golf Digest. After the conclusion of round one of the Ascendant LPGA, benefiting Volunteers of America, there's that name again, mm-hmm. it was discovered that Maya Stark used a driver throughout her round that was not on the list of conforming driver heads. Model. Local rule G-1, list of conforming driver heads. Is inc- I mean, could that book be any worse? <laughs> Unbelievable. Go on, get the hell out of here. It's included on the 2022 LPGA Rules of Play card and is in effect for every competition. The penalty for breach of this local rule is disqualification. You get the old Dairy Queen next to your name, right? On Sunday, Stark took to Instagram and explained what happened. And she said, it happens. She didn't really say. She said, "I don't know if you. I mean, you're you're good on the hot button, but I'm usually Come pretty good." Come to me if you want to live. Yes, I mean, she's not going there. All right, and uh, she said she had to go to social media because she'd been getting several questions over why she had been disqualified. Several. So I give Stark credit for not letting the mishap linger too long um, with this totally relatable response. Um, knowing that she has her LPGA membership already locked up for 2023 with the win back in August, I guess makes it a lot easier. Now, I'm, I'm not passing blame from Stark here, right? Of course not. But one would think the person who handed it to her would have mentioned something. You, you would think that. Just saying. You would think that. Yes. Taylor yeah. made would have told me. That's all I'm saying. Hey. Yes. You want a golf club? Uh, Spieth is superstitious. Ooh, all right. What do we got here? Appearing on the Sirius XM show of assistant captain Fred Couples last week, uh, Davis Love, the captain of the President's Cup team, told a story involving Spieth's singles match against Cam Davis. Despite being a perfect 4-0 entering the final day, the three-time major champ went two down quickly and appeared like he might add to his 0-6-1 winless singles match record in team competitions. Hmm. Turns out he needed something small from his locker to turn things around. But really what happened is Jordan's... This is, this is love talking now, got right? It, got but it. really what happened is Jordan Spieth left his lucky ball markers in his locker. Oh, man. That's what he told Fred Couples on the Fred Couples show. Lucky... They figured it out on three. So he lost holes one and two. They figured it out on hole three. And Fred heard all of this on the radio. They they call um, to Jordan and they say, Jordan needs his ball markers. <laughs> Somebody says, I'm on the way to the cabin. So they grab them from the locker room there on the range. And then... Somebody else comes on the radio and says, I already have them, and I'm on my way to the f- to the to the third green. <laughs> All right. So they get it to him on the fourth tee box. Spieth immediately birdies number four to win the hole. He then made another birdie putt on the next hole to square the match, and he wound up winning four and three to cap off an incredible five and zero oh week. He's two down, and he's never won a singles match, Love added. And then he gets his lucky ball markers <laughs> from the captains on the radio, and he missed maybe one putt the whole rest of the day. So the secret to Jordan's putting is the ball marker. Yeah. It's like the girl from Goodfellas. I'm not flying without my lucky hat. Yeah. I'm not going back and getting your effing hat. Yeah. Do you have any superstitions? Uh, Not a lot. No, not no? really. I only set the HVAC on, on even numbers. Really? Honestly, yeah. <laughs> That's your pro show update for the week ending October 7th, 2022. We're not going any further there, I can no, tell. No, we're not. All right, but you know who does take us further? That's our friends at the New Jersey Golf Foundation and Taylor Bay Golf. We appreciate all they do sponsoring the show week in and week out. I have to throw out a special birthday message to the commish. Today's his birthday. Uh, one of my best friends in the world. And uh, I wish you a very entertaining evening because I'm sure I'll be a part of it. Now, producer Wade Weezer, 
Appreciate everything, my, uh, my friend there. The maestro on the board, week in and week out. Good luck with the LASIK, as you're about one inch from the computer screen right now. And uh, you know I love my listeners. So before I go, I'm going to leave you all with one brief thought about exploring. Never be afraid to ask questions. If you already knew the answer, you wouldn't be looking for something. I'm your host, Keith Stewart, and this is The Pro Show. Thanks for joining us for today's show. The Pro Show with Keith Stewart returns to the team next Friday at 3 on ESPN 920.